0: Let's say, for the sake of argument, you're driving along one day, not a care in the world, wind in your friggin' hair, if you had any, and then all of a sudden, seconds later, in a totally unscripted way, some expensive widget in your car goes poopy in its trousers, forward progress stops, you started at A, you wanted to get to B, it was a done deal, and now you find yourself making a very inconvenient diversion over to C, where C is the dealership, which you generally don't want to visit again, and they go, Yeah, dude, we can look at that. That'll cost you X up front, where X is some amount of money you weren't planning on spending today. And they further go, If we decide that that's a warranty job or a consumer law type repair, then that's on us, and we will generously give you your money back. But if we decide, No, can do, dude and it's on you, then we're going to keep that diagnosis fee, and then the real repair bill is going to start. And you find yourself sort of painted in this corner, don't you? By experts, as it happens. And the curtains open, you can see the crowd, the lights come up, and you've forgotten the lines. So perhaps we should just talk about how the friggin' hell you're going to play it. I'm John Cadogan from AutoExpert.com. You and I get new cars. <coughs> 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 <Yeah>. <sighs> <sighs> Lucky break. Australia only. Website. Card. Now. I have this question from a dude like you, only named Nick Palmer. So, without further ado, pro tip, don't sniff WDFO before the show goes live. Just saying. Who goes? I watched your video about the Subaru CVT transmission problem. I'm having the same issue. 2019 Subaru XV with 75,000 Ks. I've had it serviced at my car regularly, although because of COVID I missed a 50k service by about 10,000 k's. Nick, dude, you drive a lot, so what's that? 20 to 25,000 k's a year, that's more than average, probably because you live in the regions, dude. Now, COVID, I know COVID is just the Swiss army knife of excuses, isn't it? Sorry we can't make your car covid Sorry there's no dunny roll in the supermarket. COVID. Sorry the sidewalk is knee-deep in masks. COVID. Sorry I ran off with the milkman, honey. COVID. Sorry I didn't get me car service. 10,000 Ks, dude, that's like six months. Did COVID really prevent you for six months, like 180 days, from getting your car service? Like... The service interval is there for a reason, dude. 10,000 Ks is a lot over, and this opens the friggin' door to a carmaker walking through and going, no can do, dude. You missed the service. Anywho, I think you've dodged a bullet here. I recently started hearing a ticking noise, and I took it back to the dealer, Baker Motors in Albury. They immediately diagnosed CVT issues and put a warranty claim into Subaru who requested receipts from the servicing, which I provided. Well done this is all sounding okay so far. They have now asked for me to indemnify their costs of 1200 bucks to have the transmission inspected in Sydney or Melbourne. And if it turns out to be a manufacturing fault, they will cover the cost. But if they say it's not a manufacturing fault, then I will be liable for the 1200 smackers plus whatever it costs to replace the transmission. This seems very unusual. Well, thanks, Nick. And dude, We're in a different place on this, you and me, because I think you should thank your lucky stars and possibly buy a lottery ticket or have a little party in your trousers, whatever, because they didn't just tell you to go to buggery because of the missed service. You appear to be still in the game if the game is seeing whether or not you're going to get a free repair. And if you turn the tables on this whole arrangement and you put yourself in the position of Subaru. If you were Subaru, you would want an expression of good faith out of Nick Palmer, would you not? Because Nick wants his car fixed, I get that, and you're prepared as Subaru to go and have your dealer pull it apart, and you're gonna pay for them to pull it apart and stick the transmission in a box and send it to a specialist diagnosis transmission joint, because that kind of thing is always subbed out by Subaru, right, to someone who's got the contract in either Sydney or Melbourne, which you are roughly equidistant from down there. So I'd suggest they're already going to bear some cost in all of this, and certainly they're gonna do some labor And because they don't know really what the people, the technicians who've had their hands on your car have done, they could have made a mistake and it could have damaged the transmission, then they don't want to be in the position of being out of pocket because that's what's going to happen if they go, no, no, dude, you're going to have to pay for that then you could probably just draw a line in the sand and say, well, no, nah, I just want my transmission back. And they're going to then try and get 1200 bucks out of you or something to cover their costs, which could be problematic. And that's why they want the money up front. So I'd suggest in all of these situations where there is a legitimate cost because the car has to be pulled apart, the transmission has to be removed it has to be freighted to a specialist this third party is going to want to get paid to diagnose the transmission irrespective of the cause of the problem right for all of these reasons and because you have had a different technician not a subaru technician but a my car technician working on the car and they could have made a mistake for all these reasons it is entirely legitimate for subaru to request this payment up front from you and then You've got to ask yourself in all of these kinds of dealings, is there good faith? Subaru is pretty good at customer care in my experience. Individual dealers can be peanuts from time to time. But at head office, Subaru is pretty good, right? Frowns go upside down if dealers make mistakes, right? Things get realigned. Subaru even does the unprecedented thing in the motoring landscape, of giving actual owners the benefit of the friggin' doubt from time to time. So I'd suggest that intrinsically there is good faith, and you need to show a bit of good faith here, because if it is a defect, if it's a legitimate manufacturing defect that's caused a premature failure, then you're safe, right? You'll get your money back. But if it's not, they're gonna keep that fee, and then they're gonna charge you to fix it, which is also entirely proper because they are out of pocket. So the key thing here is A, you've gotta jump into bed with a car maker who is going to act in good faith because so many car makers do not. They just see your problem as a means of generating additional revenue. That's what it is to them. They don't care how long it takes to fix, they don't care what the cost is, you're gonna pay it and they're gonna milk you until you run dry, dude. That's what happens in a lot of cases. A dealer can put in a warranty claim, and because the warranty has expired or just run out, whatever, then the car maker will get back to the dealer and say, no, we can't process a warranty claim on this because the warranty ran out three months ago. Now, what they should be doing is saying, but we need to look after this person because of consumer law and the fact that your consumer law protections generally extend beyond the duration of the warranty right but they don't do that they just go oh well a warranty claim has been requested and we can't honor a warranty claim because the warranty has expired next okay that's kind of like institutional blinkers which just it it blinds them to a, a really obvious thing that they should be doing whereas if the dealer had said can you just look after this guy under consumer law or can this be done under good faith or whatever then the car maker might go oh yeah but it depends how the dealer frames the question and it also depends on the underlying motivation of both the dealer and the car maker to put you first and give you equal skin in the game now there are so many shit car makers and it really doesn't matter until you're in Nick's position in my view Nick is really fortunate to be a Subaru customer. And he'd also be fortunate to be a Hyundai customer, a Kia customer. He'd be pretty fortunate to be a Toyota or Mazda customer as well, because they're all not shit. There are plenty of other shit car makers, but they're not shit. Mitsubishi's pretty good. You know, they're There are good car makers and there are bad ones. BMW and Lexus are also very good, but there are so many like the Volkswagen Group and Jeep and Jaguar Land Rover and Volvo. Like, (laughs) it's terrible for people in that position because they're institutionally blind to looking after you. I'd suggest in this case there's good faith and you're dealing with a good car maker and $1,200 bucks is pretty much chicken feed compared to the cost of a transmission and they haven't thrown you under the bus for missing the service. And all these things bode positively for the future. But if the my car dude undid the wrong plug and ran the transmission dry and never filled it back up or whatever, who knows, easy to do in a Subaru with that complex transaxle, if that kind of thing has happened, then your claim ultimately will not be against Subaru and it will be against my car and you'll have to start again and you might be proceeding against them to recover the $1,200 diagnosis fee. And this, of course, is the game of Russian roulette you play when you get your car serviced at a third party operation like that. So I'd be more happy to see you get your car serviced by, if you don't want to use the dealer, by a decent independent mechanic who has been recommended to you, who you know, who your family uses, and you live in a big country town, but a country town, so word gets around, and in that case, a good local bloke would probably stand by his mistake if in fact he has made one and come to some arrangement with you. So with all that in mind, I'd suggest that you know some diagnosis fees are warranted in this case it seems okay but in the, some other cases i think it's just a stitch up to lock you in and that would be when there's bad faith if the policy is well it's just going to cost you 500 bucks for us to look at it and we'll get back to you i don't see that there are legitimate costs that have been borne by the dealer who's an authorized representative and in particular if you're a good customer like you've bought three or four new cars from that dealer, you've always had them serviced there and now there's a problem and then they try and hit you up for the 500 buck diagnosis fee? Like, come on, you've already shown good faith by buying four cars and by getting your car serviced there religiously and all of that stuff. So it's time for them to show you some good faith in those circumstances. So I guess what I'm saying is cases like this have to be assessed on their merits in this case, it seems entirely legitimate, but if you are gonna pay for this kind of thing, then I'd expect that to be expedited. I'd wanna feel like I was in business class, you know? So I'd want the comfy chair and I'd want the glass of champagne and I'd, I'd want the quick turnaround and all of that because you're not asking for charity here, you're paying for a premium service.